0: Uh, these next six Sundays, I'll be, uh, and Philip along with me will be preaching a series entitled Lord Teach Us to Number Our Days. Now that's, those are words of Moses from Psalm 90, and he says there in that psalm, teach us to number our days that we might get a heart of wisdom, but I want you to understand that this series is about life. Because if we look at the context of Moses' words, we see those words just after he's talked about God's eternity and man's transience. The fact that God is forever and our lives are like grass. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and it withers. And this importance of life, its its majesty, its fragile nature, as well as its eternity, is always there in Scripture. Sometimes very noticeably so, and sometimes just below the surface. But Scripture is always talking about life in one form or another because it's always talking about Jesus. And Jesus is life. Jesus Jesus came that we might might have have life and have have it abundantly. In John John 6, we we have a passage where life is very much in the the forefront. forefront. Jesus Jesus has just given what what John terms a very difficult difficult teaching about how he's the living bread bread, which comes down down from heaven and 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 how if anyone eats of this bread, they will live forever. And 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 Jesus Jesus begins begins to elaborate elaborate more about about this teaching. teaching. And this this is where John John tells us that many many of his disciples disciples drew back and and no longer followed him. And And this is when when Jesus turns to his his own twelve and says, Do you you also also wish wish to go away? away? And And Peter Peter answers for the group and and says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You You have have the words of eternal eternal life. life. And we we have have believed and and have have come come to know that you are the Holy One One of God. These words of life are always there in the Scriptures. And during this season of Lent, we're going to be talking about some of those passages, mainly in the Gospels and in Paul's writings, having to do with life. But today's text is from the Old Testament. And And it's one one of the the most most famous we we could could find in the Old Old Testament Testament about life. Joshua's Joshua's version may be a little little better known to you and me, but but he can can give give his choose this day whom you will will serve speech because of these choices that Moses Moses had already already given given to the the children children of Israel at least least a generation generation earlier. Before we address our text directly, I want to discuss just a moment the importance of this book of Deuteronomy, where our passage is found. We have to remember, sometimes I think when we come to the Old Testament, we think uh, wrongly so, that this really doesn't have anything to say to me. But we have to remember that all of Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable profitable for for teaching and training for rebuke and correction. And we have have to remember Jesus' words in the the Sermon on the Mount when when He said, Think not that I have have come come to to abolish abolish the law and the prophets, but I've come come to fulfill them. them. And if the life and ministry ministry of Jesus are a fulfillment of the teachings teachings that we find in the Old Testament in books like Deuteronomy, then it's important for us to be familiar with with what what is said here, to understand understand the teaching. teaching. In other words, words, don't ever listen to anyone who tells you you that the New Testament Testament is more important important than the Old Testament. Testament. Because Because the the New New Testament, Testament, that is to say the New Covenant, covenant is a fulfillment fulfillment of the Old. old. The The fulfillment fulfillment we we have have in Christ. Christ. You really really can't can't have one without the other. Deuteronomy has something to say to you and me because its function is to call every generation of God's people to a faithful covenant love for God in response to His grace that He's poured out upon us. He gave His grace of a covenantal relationship to the original children of Israel. And He he gave gave them that gift gift of the law so so that they might know how to live in that grace. grace. He's He's given you and me the the grace of the the gift gift of of His his own own Son, son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. These are the kinds of topics, this gift of grace, which Moses addresses in three major speeches to the children of Israel all through this book of Deuteronomy. And in these three speeches, Moses speaks first of all about the importance of remembering the grace of Yahweh. The grace of this covenantal God.
1: Then he explains God's gifts
0: to his people. And then he finally speaks to the importance of trusting God's grace. Trusting that God will do what he has promised he will do. And you You need need to know know that that our text comes at the very conclusion of this third speech about trusting God's grace. So with that in mind, let's go to the the text, Deuteronomy 30. And we'll we'll use this this as as a unison unison reading. reading. It should should be in an insert in your your bulletin. bulletin. We'll begin begin to read read at verse 15. See, See, I have have set before you you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey obey the commandments commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving loving the Lord your God, by walking in His His ways, and by keeping His commandments and His His statutes and His His rules, rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to them. Now as we just read, you can see that Moses is concluding this third address with a very strong appeal to choose wisely, between the two options that he's been giving to Israel all through this book of Deuteronomy. And in this passage, we can see a very simple outline, as one scholar put it. We can see the choice, we can see the conditions, and we can see the consequences. The choice is abundantly clear right here in verse 15. I've said before you today, life and good, death and evil. And if that's that's not not clear enough, Moses reiterates reiterates this choice in verse 19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that that I have have set set before you life and death, blessing and and curse. In other words, words, Moses has given them all of the information they need in order to make the proper decision. If If you've ever had to have some sort of elective surgery. You probably remember that quest that you undertook to make sure that you were making the right decision for your health. You probably talked to at least one doctor, maybe more. You probably did did some research, research. you You went went online or you went to the library library, and you you learned more about about this particular procedure and your research research also probably included some anecdotal evidence, evidence. that That is is to to say say, you talked to friends of of yours and heard their their stories when they had that particular surgery. surgery. You You gathered gathered all all of the information information you could to make the right decision. decision. All through this book of Deuteronomy, Moses has been giving God's people all of the research they needed to make the right decision. He knows he won't be leading them to the promised land, and he knows that's when the choice will be made. Once they're actually in the promised land and and how they live and the decisions they make. And you know, we do the same thing. We choose death or life by the way we choose to live every single day. We all know people who, who smoke or they abuse alcohol or do other foolish things that proclaim by their actions that in one sense of the word, they're choosing death. But Moses isn't just talking about our physical life here. For Moses, life is not simply living a lot of days. Rather, it's about loving. It's about obeying God. It's about cleaving to the Lord in your relationship with Him instead of pursuing a lifestyle where the gods of this world are fallen. And we see that kind of death around us in our society every day where people are following the gods of the world. God's Gods that that promise promise them them one thing thing, but deliver something else. And this this fact helps helps us to transition transition from from the choice choice to the the conditions. conditions. Notice Notice the conditions conditions that are are in verse 16. 16. That verse verse begins begins with the the word if. if. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways and by keeping His commandments and His statutes and His rules, and we'll stop there because those are the conditions. And just just like like with the choice, choice, these these two are reiterated a little later in the text in verse 20 where Moses reminds them that they are to love the Lord, obey His His voice, and hold fast fast to Him him, or cleave to Him him, as some some translations have it. You see, those those are the conditions conditions for life. life. It's all about the relationship. Think Think how in in Genesis we're we're told told a man man shall leave his his father and mother and and shall cleave to his wife, and the two two shall become become one. It's it's that that kind kind of relationship that we're talking talking about about here, here, that that kind kind of of faith, faith, that that kind of obedience, that that kind of of sacrifice, sacrifice, that that kind kind of of service. And these conditions are so important because they help maintain our end of the covenantal relationship with God. You see, God initiates His covenant. He always reaches out to you and to me. He always is the great initiator. But we have responsibilities as well. Because Because a covenant covenant is just like like a contract between two parties where where each party has some specific responsibilities. responsibilities. And And notice that that the conditions conditions involve a cause cause and effect. Or at least least that's the form form in which we we have them. If you you do thus and so, then this will take place. place. This This will happen. Moses is constantly emphasizing these conditions because he knows what will happen if they're forgotten.
1: He knows that forgetting these
0: conditions will mean that disobedience is taking place, the kind of of chronic disobedience that we can read about in the book of Judges. You remember, that book of Judges is the time when all of that generation of the Exodus had died off and all of that generation that knew Joshua and that knew the works of the Lord had died off and then you had a bunch of Israelites who all of a sudden weren't obeying God and that's why in the book of Judges we can read this kind of sentence over and over again and the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian or the Lord gave them into the hand hand of the Philistines or the Lord, Lord gave, gave them into, into this nation and that one. And sometimes, sometimes it specifically says the people, the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the, sight of the Lord, Lord forgetting, forgetting the Lord their God. That's what, that's what people are, are doing in this world all around us today. Forgetting, forgetting the, Lord the Lord God, God even though, though through His Creation, as Romans Romans 1 tells us, we we can see his glory and we we can know to some some extent extent, who he is. That's what the the children children of Israel Israel
1: kept kept doing, forgetting
0: forgetting the God, their God, 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 and serving other other gods around. In other words, words, no no obedience. obedience is taking place. You,
1: you see, see it's all it's about, about obedience that's
0: practiced because, because of love because, because of that relationship. This is why Jesus says if you, says you love me you, you will do, do what? what? You, you will keep my commandments. He gives this teaching because that's what the law teaches. teaches. He's, He's here, here to, fulfill to fulfill the law. law. If, if you, you obey, obey you, you, love you love the Lord your God, God. And, and if, if you love him then you walk In His his ways, ways, you keep His commandments. commandments. And this this kind of love that that generates generates obedience is also tied to faith, faith, even though we we won't see see the word faith anywhere in our passage passage today. today. But it's it's right right there, there. even Even though though we we don't don't read read it. In In Hebrews 4, we can read about the Exodus generation of the children of Israel and their rejection, of God's God's grace grace, in election, in in redemption, redemption, in the the gift gift of the covenant covenant and His providential care for them. them. And And we we read read these these words, For we also have had the the gospel preached to us, us, the writer of Hebrews Hebrews says, says, just just as as they they did, talking about the original children of Israel. Israel. But But the the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard... Did not combine it with faith. And we can, we can see that this behavior was true for many Jews of succeeding generations. Because of their lack of faith, they didn't believe God in His Word, and they didn't love God as they should have. And that lack of love meant poor obedience, which brings us to the consequences section of our text. We can, we can see, see those consequences listed quite clearly in the latter part of verse 16. You remember that was the same verse that had the conditions that began if you obey. And then we can read, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you're entering to take possession of it. And verse 20 adds to that the sentence that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to Abraham Abraham. Isaac, and Jacob to give them. In other other words, if you make good choices, then there are good consequences. And we know that's true in our own lives. How many times did our own parents preach consequences to us? I hope you were fortunate enough to grow up in a home
1: where consequences for your actions
0: were taught and practiced. I always understood very clearly that if I didn't obey my father or my mother, even from an early age, that the consequences would not only be bad, they would be uncomfortable. Now, as most of you know, my wife Sarah teaches kindergarten in the Rock Hill School District And usually her first month of the year, even though she's supposed to be teaching a lot of other things, her first month of the year is teaching this one principle. That there are consequences for your actions because those five-year-olds come into that classroom and they don't have any concept. That there are consequences for the decisions that they make. If you're the parent of a child or children, this is so important.
1: You know, a two-year-old is old enough to know
0: that certain actions bring certain consequences if they've been taught that way. And the, and the reason, reason this is, is so important, important is not just, just because, because they'll, they'll need to be disciplined in a classroom in one day, though that's though true. That's the reason the this is so important is not just so, so that they'll be, be disciplined in the home, though that's, though that's true, but its, but it's main, main importance is because, because this is the, the way, way that God deals, deals with, with you and me. This is, is the kind of relationship, relationship the kind of covenant, covenant we have with him. There's a choice, there are conditions, and there are consequences. And if our our children children don't don't understand understand that in life in general, how are they going going to understand its truth when it comes comes to God and their relationship with Him? You know, if you haven't made that clear clear to your children, children, how can can they they understand understand the words words of of Peter in Acts Acts 2 when after after hearing his his Pentecost Day sermon, all all these people people in Jerusalem, we're told, many of them were cut. cut To the the heart heart, and and they they said, what shall we do? They were were cut cut to the heart heart because of their guilt, because of their their sin, sin, because they they had crucified crucified or helped crucify the Lord of glory. glory. What What shall shall we we do? do? And Peter Peter replies, repent and be baptized, every every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. To repent is a choice. To be, to be baptized, baptized is, a is a condition, condition in, the, in name the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. And the, and the consequences, consequences is if it, remain, remain that, that you, you will, receive will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Now, I don't want you to, now, to misunderstand me. I'm, I'm not, preaching not preaching works righteousness. righteousness. I'm, I'm not saying that, saying that it's up, up to, to us to, to save, save ourselves from our sin. We know that that God God always initiates initiates His grace. Just just like like He came and chose Israel through Abraham. Abraham. Chose Chose them to be a special and set-apart people. people. So So does He come into into your heart heart and life and and into into mine mine by by the power of of His Holy Spirit. Spirit. And and He He chooses us when we were dead in our sins and without hope in this world. Except by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. God always initiates. Obviously, God works in our hearts to to give us a love for him, to help us to have the knowledge, as it were, that we're dead except for his saving grace in Jesus Christ and to call on him for that righteousness that we need and that we put on through the Lord Jesus Christ. But that love that God gives us for him Through the power of his spirit causes us, just like these people in Jerusalem in Acts 2, to say, What shall I do? This is where we either choose life or death. As Hebrews 4 makes clear, we have to hear the message. We have have to to hear hear the good good news of the gospel and combine it with faith. And the point is that because of God's God's love at work in your life and and in mine, mine, because because He has has saved us by the power of His Holy Spirit, Spirit, this this choice is is ever before us. us. In In fact, fact, I'm convinced convinced those who seek to live for God are tempted even even more. Because Satan's not going to bother those who don't care that much about God. He's going to spend all his time and effort on those who are truly trying to live for God. So that choice is ever before us. Every day to choose life or death. It It seems seems to me from what this this passage is saying that to choose choose life, we choose to love the Lord. And And if we we love love the Lord, Lord, then then we're going going to obey Him. We're going to walk in His paths. We're going going to keep keep His commandments. commandments. That's That's how how we we fight fight the fight of faith. faith. That's how how we we take take hold of the the eternal eternal life to to which which we were were called, as Paul tells us in 1 Timothy Timothy 6. That's what he said to Timothy, Timothy, his young student. student. Take Take hold of the eternal eternal life to which you you were were called. How do we do do that except love the Lord our God? Walk walk in in His His ways. And keep, and keep His commands. commands. And, and we're, we're promised, promised his, blessing. his blessing. It may, it may not, not be, be financial blessings. blessings. It, it may, may not, not be, blessings be blessings of good health. But, but ultimately, ultimately and eternally, for all those who are, who are in the, the Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus we have the victory of life forevermore. life forevermore. And that's, and that's the, the living, living hope we carry around in our hearts the living hope because by God's great mercy, as Peter tells us, we've been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Take the message, combine it with faith, and live for Him. To His honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Let's, Let's pray, pray together. together. Dear Father.